2: Won't Back Down with Will Levinson, Jake Lee, and Sam Patosa.
1: How about them Gators? How about them Gators? What's up, everyone? We are back on the Won't Back Down podcast, and are, are we over it yet? Are, are we over it yet, or is this still just Christmas morning? Because the University of Florida is electric right now. Yeah. I have not seen people this excited about the team in my four years on this campus thus far. If you live under a rock, you wouldn't know that Florida won last week against Utah in a dramatic game. final score was 29-26.
2: It would be Mm -hmm. impressive if somebody was living under a rock and listening to this podcast. I mean, that would be an honor, personally. If you were living under a rock, had very limited technology, and you managed to find a way... To put on the Won't Back Down podcast. I mean, and then not even, like, know what happened in the game. Just, like, let's find out from the Won't we Back Down podcast. we were breaking the news to someone, that would be so That cool. would be really cool. So, breaking news to those of you who were not watching Saturday: today. The Florida Gators are one know. Patrick Starr. There you go.
1: Yeah, the Florida That's Gators are 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> in dramatic fashion. I mean, look, we talk about... Us three, we're we're all huge Gators, and we talk about some of our favorite games in the Swamp we've ever Mm -hmm. been to all the time. I feel like I'm on record saying that I think 2019, no, not 2019,
0: 2018 LSU was the craziest
1: environment I've ever seen the Swamp.
0: 2019 Auburn was right there. 2019
1: Auburn was right there, but, and even 2021 Alabama was good. It was loud. What I will say, though, is I think 2022 Utah
0: is the best environment at the Swamp. Yeah, it was the best vibe, into. and quite yes. frankly, Amari Burnie's interception, I I inventoried Tom. it, and I thought, and it was probably the best single moment of my entire life. It was... <laughs> the I, most joyous just, moment yeah, of my life. Complete it
1: was. combination of shock, glee, excitement, nervousness, feeling need to throw up. I mean, just so yes. many mixed
2: emotions. Oh, yeah. It was just... I had and, like
0: legitimate chest pain for like five seconds after it happened. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're just you're just so nervous yeah. in that moment, and not all with of the us, fumbles and everything, but after the pick, right? No, no, like after the good moment. I, I no, that's what I'm saying is, but you're so
2: I, nervous. I got Aguda Paulie. You're so nervous during that last drive. You just like you can just see it falling apart. You can see you. I was like, they're gonna score. Like I was so positive they were gonna score first. Of all, all three of us. We're all in the very, very similar area. on, oh, mm-hmm. I think row two and three. Was, yeah, like rows yep. two
1: through three on the ten yard line. In ten, the Bernie ten end yard zone. line, north in, end
2: zone. Yeah, right. so right where the, where the Bernie interception was, we all had a great angle of it. And I mean, in that, I mean, there was just no regard for human life when Amari Bernie caught that football. I mean, people are falling oh, over each other. You I, fell. <laughs> I fell. I, I, I. The people I did. I was hugging. Whomever I was inside. In random sight.
0: people. Yeah. Yeah. Zach no, Galpern got a, a I think I kissed Big Will, Will on for the forehead. Actually. Yeah.
2: yeah uh, you. You gave me a big, a big old smooch in the forehead. Big. His and it felt nice. Sweaty
0: brow got a nice smooch <laughs> yeah. from a drunk Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, big Will, it just, let me ask you something before you continue. Do you need to stand on the bench, or can, are you able to see what we're seeing so that's, without it's, standing? It's a great on the bench. point. I was wondering that. It's all a game great long.
2: point. So there. Are, so I like to stand on the bench because that's when I have the above view of literally well, everybody. Because does. it's like right. So now,
0: we're on equal playing field. Right, but then it's
2: the exactly. But it's like, but it's perfect for me because then it's like I get even better view because I'm that much taller. But it's very nice because there are times when I'm just because. Well, in reality, the bench. My feet are big. So my feet don't fit properly on the bench. So like I I will go down on below to like where the normal standing place, you know, below the bench and I will stand there first to comfort my feet. But then also I can, assuming the people in front of me aren't that tall. Yeah. I can usually see in front of everybody in front of me Mm -hmm. and I'll see like in between their shoulders. The
1: one thing I will say though, is sitting so close to the North end zone you didn't get to see exactly what was going on in the south end zone, like that great two-point conversion, that was in the it south was, end I zone. I was so confused. I was, I was so like, confused. what no, happened? I saw yeah. him make the defender fall. I didn't right. see – but I still went nuts, nuts. anyway. I was, like, I was like, harder. what? Yeah.
2: Like, 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 did he – Like, at first, Well, at first you see, and you're like, ah, oh, he just got sacked. And then I'm like, Wait, he throws the ball. And then all of a yeah. sudden, first of all, that play – the way that Jaquavion Frazier's just didn't move was the coolest thing. I wish he took a knee. I love when the players do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> He's but just, just standing
2: there. But it's just like menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just Great so man. perfect the way that he just – Oh, it was still perfect way to end that play. because, And that's why SportsCenter posted it twice, and that's why it went viral everywhere and everybody was talking about it. And that – yeah, sure. Is it a Heisman moment? I think that if Anthony wins the Heisman, it, it will be – well back in your rear-view mirror, rear mirror of Heisman moments because he's going to have many more in the future. Pl- crazy plays like that where you're going to look to and say, maybe that's a Heisman moment. But if he's really the one that's going to do it, I mean, we're, this is just the start.
1: Yeah, and we'll. I feel like we'll get into his Heisman candidacy a little later in the show. But let's heart back on that game for a second. Mm-hmm. Look, I, you guys got my prediction from Galper. I kind of looked at it as, I don't want to say an unwittable game, but a game where we were severely coming in disadvantaged. And honestly, for a lot of the reasons that we saw on Saturday night, I thought they were going to run all over us. I thought we were going to have issues guarding the tight ends. I thought we might have tempo issues or discipline issues. But the silver lining isn't. We talked about this ad nauseum in the offseason. The three of us are massive Anthony Richardson supporters. Yes, always have, always been. have been. We said for us to win that game... Anthony Richardson was going to need to have a superhuman-like effort, and that's what we got on Saturday. Three touchdowns on the ground, 272 yards total. He had 176 passing yards.
2: 168.
1: 168 passing yards? Yeah. Okay, then he had 104 rushing yards on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, look, the numbers aren't exactly eye-popping, but three rushing touchdowns as a quarterback, and especially in college where it counts against your rushing yards if you get sacked. I mean, have 104 yards, three touchdowns against a defense as stout as Iowa's, mm-hmm. uh, not
0: Iowa, <laughs>
1: Utah. <laughs> but uh, it's they're just, stout in Iowa. They're in I, this team will go as far as he takes us.
0: Yeah, it really was one of those moments where, you know, it's almost like a wedding or a bar mitzvah. Like you, you, you think so much about one certain night that you feel like it can't, you know, can't live up to expectations, right? I mean, all the excitement from the Billy Napier era from, you know, the beginning of it. And then it felt like the stars truly aligned in that there were probably, I counted four or five pivotal moments in that game where in any other normal game, that would be the moment you point to, like that was the turning point in the game. That was what needed to happen, and it did. And, you know, looking back and rewatching, there genuinely were just, you know, a multitude of things where that happened. I mean, there was the... um we forced a three and out early when we went down 7 nothing that was huge two goal line stands you know all the fourth down um fourth down conversions and then obviously the big two pointer and then at the end of the day when Amari Burney makes that interception, those all sort of go to the just po- and- It's just so poetic considering yeah. how Amari Burney had struggled to that point. It was poetic. That's exactly what I said was poetic justice. Like, if anyone, if it were to be anyone, I'm so glad it was Amari Burney. Right, Look, and I, I
1: still believe... Oh, sorry, Big Will, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'll just get my statement out real quick here. I still believe Shamar James should be starting over Amari Burney.
2: Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think but, the, hmm? Well, okay, so first, another poetic justice, the guy that... Missed the tackle on Anthony on the on the the pump fake play, <laughs> Mahamud. I mean that is <laughs> that's perfect, yeah. but also Momo. right now I mean on the Shamar James point, just it it is you cannot stress enough how big of a deal it is that Billy Napier is playing these freshman players right. I mean right out of the gate. This is the first time I believe this century that a Gator freshman has started at linebacker like i mean it's it's uncanny for, for this program to do that and that is that is what's going to help turn recruiting around because when recruits finally see that the University of Florida is willing to play these young players as much as they did week 1 and will continue to do down the stretch i mean this was a huge game nationally televised esbn everybody's watching and these young freshmen that were just in high school 6 months ago here they are on the big stage on the big stage playing good football Mm-hmm. Devin uh, Devin Moore, we saw a ton.
1: Fantastic tackle he, in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah
2: thirty played. seconds
0: left.
1: That
2: was a, a and, and, and it's good and though. it's a good thing when you don't notice a corner. He was pretty unnoticeable because he was doing a pretty good job blocking up. I mean, the receivers for our whole secondary saw, was our whole really. secondary did a great job. Obviously, I think the biggest thing to worry moving forward, again, linebackers. I mean stopping the run they were a a defensive line and linebackers i mean just right up Mm -hmm. the middle there's been a it was a lot of push a lot of getting to the second level and then also linebackers certainly struggled (laughs) to cover the tight Mm -hmm. ends which utah has two very good good tight ends
0: yeah well you know the thing is like definitely not kentucky and probably not till georgia a brant keithy who by the way total softy for the comments he made yeah come on dude that's why we you know, have coined the term West Coast soft. Well, He's made? a West Coast soft. You know, that, you know, the Florida fans were, were mean to him, that the players were mean. Really, what are they mean Brandt, they were I I mad, don't know.
2: They're saying bad things to but moments. But he probably
0: was the best tight end we'll see till Georgia. So I don't worry too much about the linebackers in coverage. You know, Bernie did get beat a good amount, but yeah. you talk about linebackers. I think Ventrell was the key to the game defensively in my oh, opinion. Absolutely. Because the, the defensive like, line was in the good. first half You know, it's funny because all offseason we talk about the D-line and the wide receivers being the biggest question marks. And, you know, all of uh, that insider info, you know, from like the Blake Aldermans of the world out of camp, you see how true, like how dead on they are. Those were the weaknesses. And in the first half, they played pretty well stopping the run. And then the depth issues become a concern. Gervon Dexter played a great game, but he also played every snap. So you could tell he was getting worn down. But, you know, Ventrell, I thought, did all that he could, and it's, very, very that running game. This
1: for Utah. Let's let's also just get this out here. Mm-hmm. Utah is still a top ten football
0: team. I do not know why they. Were they top 10 yeah, they really did impress me. There's they, certain games where you see two close team, a close game at the beginning of the year, and yeah. sometimes you can't tell are these two good teams, are they two bad teams? I think it's sometimes two good you teams. can tell, and, and that's, I am yeah, yeah, We you know on this
1: podcast, I am the resident negative Gators fan. Mm-hmm. I was I think I was the only one that predicted us to lose.
2: Yep. But I had twenty eight, twenty seven. My score was pretty close.
1: I don't know. I, the reasons I predicted us to lose happened. They just ended up not mattering. I guess. But
2: right, no, no. You, I mean, you made good points. I mean, you, what you said. No, what you said. But Utah was able to do. Let me run tell the you football, about Utah. That is that is log. a
1: damn good football team. We oh made. my! Goodness. They had one penalty for five yards all night long one of the best running backs in the country, I think easily a top five running back Absolutely. in the country, Tavian Thomas. Cameron Rising line. is still one of the best quarterbacks in college football. Absolutely. Exactly the type of quarterback you want running an SEC offense, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, know, 100%. Yeah, no, I, I mean, what we knew they weren't going to do was they weren't going to beat themselves. We had to beat them. And, and that what was so refreshing was because, I mean, look, it's very simple. You look at the Florida-Utah game, you look at the FSU-LSU game. FSU-LSU, you could just tell two poorly coached, bad teams going at. Right. It. They not didn't that look bad good. Teams, but they're poorly coached. Right. Yeah. They just it didn't look no good. Was there was no discipline. Train they, yeah, they there. just they just yeah. didn't look. It wasn't a clean football game, but Saturday night, my goodness, Utah and Florida just blow for blow. It was just a clean, well-played, well-coached football game, and that's so great to see. Not only in the first Game of the season, but the first game of a of a regime. I mean, it's just incredible it's just, to me how 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 well coached this team looked right out of the gates. And I mean, that was something you were worried about is those type of penalties, those discipline things. It you didn't, didn't see matter. any of that, and you that didn't is see Billy any of of that. impact. And
1: it's just so fascinating that he's made that much of an impact in nine months. He got to campus nine or eight months ago.
0: Exactly. No, it's it is because f- of the parking. It's, it's, it's because, it's, because it's, of the parking. And the because food. Food. There's play, there's play discipline but when they can park.
1: If I were to describe <laughs> the way I felt on Saturday night. And I'm not a father yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That would be a bomb if I was. But.
2: <laughs>
0: wait a minute. <laughs> you have bigger stuff to worry about than sitting in the studio right here. Than- I-,
1: I felt like a proud father. We, It's like the proud father who had been screaming for their son to get in the lineup for mm-hmm. a year. Some dickbag coach won't put them in. He's a schmuck. He's out of town, new coach next year, and your kid comes in, balls out. Kids you've been screaming about, too. Anthony Richardson. We have been talking about Anthony Richardson for so long. My it goodness. is bothering me now that people are acting like this guy just came out of nowhere. If you were a college football fan, yeah. you know who Anthony Richardson is. Oh, Not a so casual, weird.
0: but yes. Well, Not if you're a you casual. You know if who Anthony is. If you're don't. a casual, you were on the Bird app all summer saying Emory Jones started over him. How Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, so well, none of that matters now. None of that matters. It's amazing to me, like actually,
2: how much how much hype there's been around Anthony after that one performance. Like, I it's, I agree. it's amazed me. But like, where, like, first of all, like, we, we, we all had this after the we USF know. game, but nobody watched that game, so nobody cared. And now yeah. all of a sudden, he's on the national stage. Everyone's thought, ta- like, okay, yeah, we we know that. It we saw will this. go down. He didn't in... do. It. I mean, besides the, the pump fake, like, he didn't yeah. do anything where I that was surprised.
1: I have a three unit play on Richardson to win the Heisman. I took it before. I was. I took yeah. it. I when took I, it in yeah. June
0: when I was in Vegas and I saw the sheet when I was sitting in Caesar's Sportsbook and I saw Anthony Richardson 150 to one. Whether or not that was even real and actually bettable, I don't know. But now I'm just kicking myself. Yeah, well, like, I know. Me too. 150 like, to one. You put what hundred dollars on that, and then it's fifteen thousand. That's insane, man. And
2: it, it's like he's should have fully should have done.
0: done. He's he's in there
2: fully a contender.
1: But I feel like yeah. we would be remiss if we did not discuss the hype surrounding the Gators after this game. Of course, the Gators skyrocketed to twelve in the eight people after unbelievable being that I thirty-eight look. the week before. The Gators are now five and a half point favorites over mm-hmm. Kentucky. We'll break down that game yeah. in a second here. But yeah, I want to talk about the hype for the Gators a second. How do you guys feel about it? How do because it's making me I don't want to say nervous, but I'm almost excited and intrigued to see how Billy and the team respond to the hype.
2: It, it, it feels good because it's been a while. I mean, we, we really went through a long time of of just like people making fun of us. And people hated us under Mullen. Oh, man. my goodness. But not Dermon. even like, yeah. And now it's like, especially this, like just to see LSU fans be like, man, we should have hired
0: Billy. Like, yeah, we told you. But yeah, it's we like. We told you hmm. back
1: in November yeah. when we declared but Brian Kelly the worst hire of the offseason. Yeah,
0: yeah, we left we uh we left him off of our coaching draft. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, we, we, did. You, we went through. I think like, I took Brian Hartline We got over to like him. we got to like Dave Clawson and uh, Jamie Chadwell and right. I think but Dan it's like, Doran might have been but drafted. I th- <laughs> but I think for,
2: for, from our standpoint, I mean, Doran. we're yeah. fans. You know, we're media. It's so good to have this positivity out there. It's- Maybe it's a little overblown just for one game, but we. But I saw what I needed to see. This is going to be a good football team that will be a very difficult out every right. single time they step on the field. We know that just by that sheer nature and then of then number, number fifteen, three, oh. right? Exactly. That one pe- when people understand that one player, Anthony Richardson, is the primary reason why we are number twelve. Because not only do we play a good football team and good and beat a good team, the AP poll is thinking. This is a quarterback that can take them all the way. He is a
1: star in the making. Absolutely. The way mm-hmm. a, a big game against Kentucky, another night game at the Swamp this week. This kid, the sky's the limit for how they're going to talk it's, about him.
2: And it's just so amazing and wonderful and perfect that he's from here. That he's it's from so Gainesville. That he went to he high school. Gator he a Gator He's a Gator fan. He dreamed of playing in the Swamp for his entire life. And to... It, I can't even imagine, like, what that's like for him, for his family, to, like, finally. Like, you had to go through all that and stuff, even though you were the better quarterback. And now, here he is. Billy comes in, and, it, and this is just, it's perfect storybook
0: work. Yeah, it, the 2021 uh, Florida season, I would argue might go down as the greatest crime ever perpetuated against a fan base and a roster by Dan Mullen. And now I, Mullen I'm, gets
1: to sit up there and compliment him on and national And that's why
2: television. we're going to law school. No, 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 no not compliment to, him. Um, compliment
0: other teams. Like,
2: I mean, he has gone. I mean, Let's first just forget of all. It. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I was going to say, going to law school, possibly lead the charge on a, on a class action suit. That would be crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was about to say, with, Anthony, with regards to Anthony, I know some people in the business who have worked with him before, or at least yeah. interacted with him, and they say – he is one of the nicest, yeah. most down-to-earth people that you will ever meet. Absolutely. And you played basketball. For yeah, so, right. So so I was at oh, Southwest. I
2: was you, yeah. Southwest Rec about over the summer. This was in April. Yeah, I April. was still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was May, April. Yeah, it was late April. You're yeah. correct. And I'm just playing basketball, playing, you know, five-on-five games. And I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to leave. I'm like, you know, I'll do one more game, one more game. And after I say that, Anthony just kind of comes up. And there's one we needed one more spot on mm-hmm. our team. He, wearing, we, we, he was wearing crocs. He's wearing crocs. Yeah. And we it was they had five, we had four. So he joins our team. First of all, I know it's pickup basketball. He didn't try, but he was giving ten percent effort, but he was unstoppable. But he was he just passed. Like he didn't shoot. He all he did was just drive hard and then pass me the ball. Like he and, and that just kind of shows like he wasn't like I don't know if this is like, you know, saying anything, but he was very cool and kind on the on the court. I mean our buddy J. Rowe kept, kept hitting threes from him that he was passing, and he's making great passes, dishing the ball wonderfully. It was just so cool to see. And he was still to this day the greatest athlete I've ever seen play the sport of basketball if, with my own eyes in front of me. And Because, like, I mean, he was with Crocs just jumping out of the gym.
0: Oh, was he wearing Crocs nothing. in the game? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, was. Oh, I didn't realize that. Because I saw him walk up. Yeah, he was wearing and Crocs. And it's funny you game. say that because. And still dunking.
1: I had this discussion on the that. way back from the game with a couple of my buddies actually. And I declared that I think just in terms of pure athleticism, I think Anthony Richardson could be the most athletic player to ever don a Gators uniform. I agree. Look, I know there's an argument for Kyle Pitts. I know there's an argument for other guys back in the day. Percy Harvin you had Fred Taylor but it's the fact the that he touches
0: the ball every play it's right. this guy no. is just in yeah.
2: terms of sheer but, athleticism but it's athleticism uh, along with size we've An never seen that type of speed that type of power that type of ability with that type of size it's un- remember the auburn game was it no the bama game last year yeah. when anthony just came off the great game against usf everyone's clamoring for him and then they come out with the report, the hamstring from, from USF, he's not going to play, yeah, and they're talking about in the broadcast, it right. is a backflip. First of all, absurd they wouldn't play him in that game after doing a backflip. But, like, maybe he was hurt. He probably was hurt. He's still doing backflips. Like, it's nothing. It's Insane. unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, now you all talk about Anthony being all-time, and I don't want to make, because everyone's made the Cam Newton comparison, and I don't want to, A, compare him to Newton because he's one of one. I will always go. remain that he's the best college football player of all time. Uh, because of what he did with that 2010 Auburn team. but it's unbelievable. It, the one thing that I have a really good memory with is college football, like going back to 2005. And so this like early season season stretch with Utah and then hopefully another win against Kentucky at home um, reminded me a lot. The, that 2010 Auburn team, now again, even on the back of Anthony Richardson and a pretty good roster, similar team really to what that Auburn team was. There's no way we're going all the way to the title because – the landscape back then was different. There was no all-time loaded Bama or Georgia team. Like our ceiling is our our ceiling. Is, our, our, our ceiling our, it's just it but, was
1: like you said. Cam Newton was one of one, and that was a one of one run. But Who I'm are,
0: saying even if Anthony is like, if you took 2010 Cam Newton, put him on this team, even if, if Anthony is him, it's a different landscape than it was back did then. You imagine yeah, the Cinderella if, if run. It
2: is
1: very realistic that I mean I don't want to wrestle my laurels. I'm <laughs> knocking on wood for this week, but we could go into the Georgia game undefeated.
0: Oh, that's what I was going right, to say, because right. that Auburn team, I remember there was an early season um, game at home against Clemson, and an early season game at home against South Carolina that I remember watching, and Auburn went in, like, t- ranked, it was like 22, and then 15 the following week, and the whole country got to see what he could do, and then that sort of springboarded them to an all-time season, and again, Man. not saying that that's going to happen, because I still see the ceiling here as 10-2, and two, but was interesting to kind of have a similar vibe there. The other
1: comparison I've really been seeing is Vince Young. And I and like Player that.
0: wise, that actually might be a I, I like it because I,
1: I think he glides around the pocket. Yeah. yeah. Cam would kind of just run people over. And Anthony no, we're not going to run, run QB power yeah. Anthony, 10 when times. When Anthony like is, they is did. running, he glides around people.
2: Yeah.
0: It's a, it's that, just that, is a, that is a better comp. I makes, can't take the credit
1: for it. Greg McElroy is the one who tweeted it out.
2: You're right. with him. Yeah. He fourth makes, and
0: five national championship.
2: On the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Well, Anthony makes it look
0: easy. I, I, well, it is easy for him, right? <laughs> it's pretty damn easy. But it's yeah. like uh, just the way that he can move. Yeah, <sighs> I've, never, right, well, I've never
1: seen anything like it.
0: Nope. We're 22 minutes in, and we've um,
1: we've just been googling over fucking Anthony Richardson, foaming yeah. Yeah. at the mouth. But you all could really do that on your own. You spe- could all really do that on your own. But I know you came here for the hard hitting analysis,
2: of right? A certain well, spe- shitty well, shade well, of, speak- of blue. coming of, into town this. Speaking week. of drooling, yeah. Speaking of drooling, did you see that? The Viking Special Teams coordinator? What he said about Jalen Rager. Uh he's he
1: drooling
2: was over him. <laughs> talking drooling. about another man's glutes. Okay, I'm gonna read the quote. That's just 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 that's a football guy. And this is uh, a football yeah. guy. So the Viking Special Teams coordinator, football guy, Matt Daniels on Jalen Rager, who was booed out of Philadelphia, said, quote, <laughs> he's a very stout, cocky built guy, narrow, thick, strong legs, big glutes. Really nice calves. I was salivating over this dude.
1: It sounds like he wants to take him out for dinner and maybe some more after. How is that a quote from a coach? These guys. But Kentucky is coming into town Mm -hmm. this week. Very good Kentucky team. They're ranked 19 in the AP or 20?
0: Uh, they were twenty. I don't. I mean, not that it really matters. They they were twenty before they the Miami will be, game. They
1: will be empty-handed. I was very high on Kentucky heading into the year. I had mm-hmm. them as finishing second in the SEC East. However, things changed. This has now become a very interesting matchup, considering that Kentucky is expected to be without Chris Rodriguez, the backup running back. Raheem Flowers is or Raheem.
0: What is, right. Um. Basically, they've got only their number. Three. Three runs. The offensive back. line is They're a little one, banged two, up as well. Up. Smoke will be is currently the rock.
1: five and a half point favorite, yep. trending towards six. I believe it opened up at seven and a half, though.
0: Yeah, it did go down a little bit. I expect maybe. The public a has more been very
1: even again. on this game. It's expected to be a big one, another night game at the Swamp. What are we looking for in this
0: game? Yeah, gentlemen? I mean, I watched the condensed game against Miami of Ohio, and like we were talking about before we started, you don't want to put too much stock into week one. But you can see with your own eyes already that I they're fairly similar in what they want to do and their overall roster to the team that beat us last year. They're worse in certain spots and they're maybe better in one spot. I think the passing game, yeah. in in a, in, in a vacuum, like on obvious passing downs. Will Levis, another year, more experience. The wide receiver room, that's the one position group that has gotten better. They've got two really, really stud, true freshmen, Dane Key, Barry, and Brown, who pop. They don't have a Wondell Robinson but they, between them. Don't and, they have that And nine? the Virginia Tech transfer, they've got three really fast dudes. So our secondary was not tested against but Utah. It, it will be tested. Our linebacker coverage and our safeties were tested by, by the two tight ends, but will be tested in a different way. The other thing... Their offensive identity normally is centered around running the football. Their offensive line, at least from what I saw, and you could predict it with a couple people they lost, it looks like they did take a significant step back on the O-line. Number 74 was getting abused by Miami of Ohio guys. Now, they benched him for this coming week, but if he was the starter at left tackle in camp, Even if he's not playing, what does that tell you about the You know what? That sounds like a favorable matchup
1: for the Florida Gators to me because I think the backbone of this defense is the secondary. And I think, yes, we were struggling against a great offensive line last week, but we still got dogs on the defensive line who could break through. Dexter, Brennan Cox, I mean, I'm not – Yeah, I think Dexter will finally
0: have a big TFL. You know, Cox will get through for a sack. But, again, the Super Bowl factor is what comes into play for Kentucky. And, you know, Will Levis, I don't think he is what all the draft uh, prognosticators like – our friends Zach Cohen and Big Will. I'm, may make him high, out to I'm me, but actually pretty high on he. Players. When you give him time, he is pretty good. And with again with the speed that they have outside, if we give them the kind of time that Cam Rising had on certain plays, they're gonna have more success. Because that was the one thing against Utah in obvious passing downs, like kind of like our wide receiver room, like they weren't really doing a good job getting open for Rising. No. If we're giving Levis that kind of time, I think he will be able to beat us, but. I don't know. You, you got to get pressure. I'm sure the yeah. chaos. is I think we'll probably be sending more blitzes because we were pretty much just rushing for an okay, right? Yeah. You know, okay, tra- letting rising beat us. But I think exactly maybe we'll send more pressure this week. So uh, they do a lot of play action, like rising on those rollouts. You'll see some similar stuff like to that from Levis, which we struggled with. I think Rising had almost a hundred on the ground. He was near so, early. and they're good on special teams, which that was the difference last year. They Kentucky had special, crazy special teams play to beat us
2: against Miami. Yeah. Of Ohio averaged one point nine yards per carry. Yeah. Against Miami of Ohio.
0: Yeah, and Rodriguez won't be back this week. I think Correct. that's been confirmed. Rodriguez is don't out. drive drunk I kids. believe
2: Jefferson is out too, right? Call and
0: team Jefferson. Freaking idiot.
2: Um they're out, their top three backs this week. Yeah. Well, I don't
0: know if it's their top three, but it's like Three like running. Because t- I remember Cavasia Smoke, he played a little bit last year, so maybe he's their two or their three. He had three. his best
1: game against us in 2019.
0: Yeah, but he is still there and he is uh he's the bell cow now, because that's really all they've got. They've got a right. freshman, but he'll probably get like twenty something carries. Right.
2: I think you have to come into this game plan where if, you, if we can stop the run, which we should, mm-hmm. like Miami Ohio did. That makes this team one-dimensional. That makes the game plan easy. I think when you have Patrick Tony with an easy game... Last week was not an easy game plan. Oh. No, not at a all. A very difficult game <laughs> plan. Because when you got Tavion Thomas running through you... Because like you've got Tavion Thomas. Horse. You've got... How do you pronounce the tight end's name?
0: Brandt, Keithy. Keithy.
2: Keithy. Brand... You've got an elite Brandt, tight end in Brant Keithy.
0: Is it Brandt? That's going to bother me now. Brandt or Brenton?
2: You've got... Brandt. ...an extraordinarily poised quarterback. Mm-hmm in Cameron Rising. I think perhaps Will Levis might be a is will be a better NFL quarterback than Cam Rising because he's got the intangibles because he's got the traits because he can he's got the arm talent. But he doesn't quite have the poise that Cam Rising does. So when you take away the running game and you make this game one dimensional and you have the crowd, mm-hmm. that plays right into Florida. Oh, the hands. crowd
1: is going to be rocking.
2: The crowd is going to be rocking.
1: Another sellout.
2: Absolutely. I mean, after oh, last week, I, I don't week, expect I mean, any step back from the crowd. No, if no. Anything, oh, I think it could be even louder, louder before the game Exactly. And when that's... they announce
1: Anthony's name as the starter, the crowd—they
0: will... love him. Oh my <laughs> goodness, yeah. People are so. I expect Dan Mullen to predict uh, Will Levis as his his breakout player of the week for week two before the game. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know he has. You know he will. I can definitely see. You already want Stetson for Heisman. So.
2: Meanwhile, not that it was. I mean, Miami Ohio also had a, 111 yards rushing. We'll be able to run the football too.
0: Miami, of oh, Ohio. Certainly, we, they were a spread passing team, so they didn't really test them at all on the right. ground. Last so, year, they did a pretty good job stopping our run game, and they bring back their big defensive tackle. That was one other point I wanted. to – Utah didn't have like those like th- over three hundred pound guys. They're tough. They're gritty. Utah's got some Pacific Islanders. Yeah, front. they got to have some Samoans. You always up there. have to account for that. That makes a difference. You do, but you also have to account but for how help, good yeah. the interior of our offensive line right. is now. But they're big. They're big. D tackle Rogers. The, the, the trio the of years. Ethan He's White,
1: Kingsley, and Osiris yeah. Torrance. That is that is a scary interior to run behind. Oh, it is. And then you have Garage, one of the best left right. tackles in college football to run yeah. behind. Yeah. And then Tarkin.
2: No, it, it, it has been so. Tarkin so, like Billy's favorite player on the team. It's almost. been so game. wonderful to see the progression of this of this offensive mm-hmm. line and just see all these players we've known. You know, Ethan White. As you said, Richard Garage, Kingsley, just seeing them all progress and get mm. better and improve. Michael Tarquin finally getting to step in. And now you add in one of the best guards, if not the best guard in the entire country, Osiris Torrance, who is just was an absolute mauler last week. You can week. notice
1: the difference right away. It, oh, it
2: is so noticeable. And mm. now you look at this offensive line, and it is literally one of the best in all of college yeah. football. And we're it's we're just, talking
1: a Joe Moore contender at the end of this. Oh, season.
0: absolutely, yeah. Joe Moore, yeah.
2: And definitely. it's just so it's so pleasing to see because it's been a, such a long time since we've been able to rely on an offensive line, especially. Yeah in the running game as far as just being able to just run. And I'm football. glad you harped
1: on that because if you go back to 2020, we had one of the best pass-blocking offensive lines in the country. So so
0: stone so side, side, is, yeah.
1: You he was a brick wall in passing downs, but when you handed Damian the ball, he just stepped away.
0: Yeah. It was, it was yeah. honestly, it's refri- let him go. Let it's him go. really refreshing because we know that they could do it because if you watch Bama-Tennessee last year, you know they had it in them before Dan and John and the boys decided to, you know. <laughs>
2: right, exactly. No, exactly. Go
0: ahead here on the Bud Light Live. And yeah,
2: then also, on. Right. so on back on the other side, this has to be a big game for Brenton. I mean, this is where Brenton Cox has to be what he can't be. I mean, so you got left tackle for, for Kentucky. It's a big question mark, as you said. They got their guy back. Left
0: tackle, right tackle, center. I mean, they're replacing – they had to replace a few guys, and it showed. You so know? you
2: ha- – I mean, for the – but we didn't see much at all from Brenton Cox or from really any of the edge rushers in the, in the, in the pass rush game last week. Granted, a great Utah. Yeah, they were, line. those
0: tackles were doing a really good job, sort of put forcing our guys outside. And rising, rising was good in the pocket. Levis is too.
2: Exactly, but this, this I, I need to see more from from the starting pass rushers so that we can get pressure with four, which we were unable to do last week. Really,
0: yeah, ended up almost costing us.
2: Almost, almost. almost. But Amari Bernie saved the day as Sam struggles with his mic that has fallen. The mic has fallen off the thing. And <laughs> You just got to hold it. Yeah, I'm struggling right now. The mic, mic, this is horrible
1: podcasting, but the mic has fallen and I cannot get this shit back up. You got to twist it, man. I'm life alerting it at this point.
2: Oh, you're going (laughs) to hold it? You're going to hold it?
1: I I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. You got to hold it.
2: (laughs) It's a little heavy. Here, try this one. Try
1: this one. This has happened to me before, though. What is going on? I don't know, but then it's just going to be dangling. And I don't want this shit just dangling down
2: here. Right, we'll let it dangle during the podcast. We'll worry about it afterwards. All right. Well,
0: while we're in this little tef- technical difficulty period, I'll, I'll give a quick shout out uh, to one of our listeners, GatorJosh01 on Twitter, making those great game day environment analysis graphics. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Yeah, it's I have seen them. a couple. So, award winning listener, GatorJosh01. Shout thanks out Gator GatorJosh and his five kids. That's good shit, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Josh. We appreciate mm-hmm.
1: it. I think I got it. Almost. All right, yeah. we locked
2: in. Okay, so let's get it. into wait, some... pretty
1: Shit, the wire. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the wire. Just... I, I think it's good. It's fine. I think I'm okay. Okay. All right, All right we're I back made to, it to through podcasting. That. What were we talking about? Yeah, go Gators. Our running backs really brings so many different things to the table because I think we have three completely different running backs who could each bring mm-hmm. something to the table. I think Montrell is our most complete back in terms of field vision and awareness. I think Trevor Etienne is our most explosive back. I would actually not mind at all if we lined him up at receiver or some this season. And I think Naquan is our best pass catching back out of the
0: Yeah, like in the Tennessee games. game. Like, like- Last week was Naquan's not Naquan's be best game by any right. facet. But There's we have seen enough production that, from Naquan yeah. that you no, can't really get We know. And, right. and, and again, those more high-scoring games where were worth throwing the ball mark. Those will be Naquan games. No so,
2: so let's talk on running backs. Let's talk about Trevor Etienne. I mean, he
1: is good. He is really good. good. Yeah,
2: He is yeah. good. And it was so... I was... I would, I'm just so used to Dan Moen that I was just shocked to see him get an early carry. I'm like, oh my goodness... Like, also, this is real. Like, he's we. I remember watching him commit six months ago. Like, Billy had just been hired or something, and now he's just playing in week one. What a concept. He honestly plays like his brother. It's oh kind of Yeah, no, it it's incredible. Yeah. He runs downhill, but he's so – Shifty. It's shifty. It's, th- it's that short area quickness where you can just move – Short area to to get by a defender. And he was breaking tackles. I'm telling you, I think we would yield
1: success if we put him in like a Kadarius tony type role.
2: I really think we would.
1: And that also leads me to say that... That's what the Jaguars should do with Travis. I think the first play of the game on Saturday, our first offensive snap, Mm -hmm. send Ricky on a fly route. Play play action. Play play action. action. You know that they can run. If you connect... Holy shit! Hit him that's with one that, of those things. Uh, there might you, be an
2: earthquake if that's that one of those things. You come to the line, you see single hit high ball. safety, you call the play action, call hit, it hit him with the little, hit him highs, deep. So. They, because yeah. and that's what's so wonderful. Anthony has the arm strength; he can that's, get it as far as he
1: wants. People, you know, and look, what people are saying. Seth Harp actually was saying this to me earlier this week. He said, "You are going to see once teams team stacking the box against Anthony, and say, hey, you got to throw it to beat us.'" Anthony can throw. throw it. <laughs> <He> can throw. <laughs> now, uh, his decision-making remains to
2: that's the scene. Right, he did right. make some bad uh, decisions last maybe, week. Maybe one or two. But that but that was one of the things is that he was really running that offense <laughs> well. I mean, there were just times where he looks like third downs. Third downs, mm. man. He and
0: fourth just, downs. Yeah, it's decisive. Fourth defense, downs, too. Exactly. In and, and,
1: exactly. And the NFL, they say that the best quarterbacks are the ones that can convert third and long and change it from three points in the red zone to seven points in the red zone he right. did that all night. Exactly,
2: and here's the thing. is This offense is very similar to Mike McDaniels, Kyle Shanahan's with the Dolphins and Niners. It's quarterback friendly. Gets them out, rolls them out. It makes the makes things easier in the passing game for the quarterback. And now when you have a quarterback that can run like Anthony, it, it, it just adds another level to it because you roll them out, doesn't have a pass, and we go run for
0: 5 or 10 yards. Yeah. And no, just, I love the play call out of the end zone when – most coaches wouldn't have called a rollout in yeah. the end zone. Yes, and he had shorter on the ten yard route. He had X actually, who was also open about twenty yards down the field, or could have run it himself. Yeah, I mean, it's play calls like that. And he,
2: yeah, he he was about to. I mean, he could have got ten yards. But he he could said, have, but "Throws yeah. it for twelve. Mm-hmm. You take
0: it."
1: Yeah. So let's get into some predictions for this game.
0: Yeah, I'm this game, and we got a, yeah other a couple of games I around get, the country too that look fun. I guess I could
1: start. The matchup for me in this game is really going to be our defensive line versus Will Levis. We mm-hmm. have to get pressure. We yeah. ha- Look, it was great against Utah. It was a hard-fought game. It was back and forth. The defensive line did get away with a poorest performance, but I don't think we're going to against Kentucky. Everyone in this room knows how high I was on Kentucky in the the year. I think part of the reason why I was so high on them was because of the fully healthy Wildcats, not the Wildcats we're seeing this Saturday in Gainesville. Right, yeah. That said, I believe that Anthony Richardson's playmaking ability and this I, this is going to be like great analysis Sam that's a hot take but yeah. you know what fuck it i i he is that good his sheer playmaking ability i think we will see him more as a passer this week and see how much he really developed up at that QB camp in Jacksonville i'm going to go gators Danny Thompson
0: yeah i'm
1: going to go gators 31 kentucky 27 i think kentucky will cover but I have the Gators win. I think it'll be close. Kentucky is a good team. Will Levis is a good quarterback. Yep. Mark Stoops is a heck of a football coach. Very similar in the nature of how he runs his program to Billy,
0: honestly. Yeah. Good analysis.
1: So that's that's going to be mine.
0: Sometimes the best tanks don't have to be the hot ones. Exactly.
1: Sam. 31-27. Anthony goes for 270 passing yards. One in the air. 80 y- 75 yards rushing. Two on the ground. Crazy stat line, but he's capable of it.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going go to go 28-17. to I think it'll be close for four quarters, maybe a, a uh, score late to make it a two-score game. But I think they, we're not going to totally shut them down. But the running game, at least from what they showed week one, it's not quite – again, it, I don't think they're going to be able to just run it at will, anything like what you saw from Utah. Um and so I think this will be the week where, you know, we see the Pastor Tony hire pay some dividends. Close for four quarters. Score at the end to open it up a little bit. 28-17 Gators we cover. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think
2: we're all kind of on a similar wavelength here. Um, I had thought of this score before. you had Either of you have said either one of your scores, but I'm going to kind of combine both of your scores. Combined, it just, so, just yeah. so happens that I had... Had written the score down before. I but I think, for I, think I think Florida Florida gets out there early. I think they would go up maybe like 10-0 early. Pretty low scoring game to start. Um Florida kind of controls the pace of the game. They're able to run the football not as well as Utah last week, but well enough. Anthony makes the right decisions, some short passing. I think that we are able to contain their running game early, which has them flustered eventually. Will have is able to pass it later, gets up, gets them on the board, makes it close. But I think again, I think we pull away in the fourth quarter. I have Florida thirty-one. And Kentucky, 17.
0: 17. 31-17.
1: Three Ws across the board for the won't back down boys. Different than last week because some idiot picked the Utes. (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Zach He's never uh, invited back (laughs) on the show. Do we want to get into game predictions or our lock of the week first?
0: You know, the only locks that work for me are the ones that I don't say on the show. And then the ones that I do actually say on the air don't work. So, Well, I, we can start with like lock of the week yeah. if
1: we want. I think I have one so I can start us off. Not a bad betting week for me last week. I actually mm-hmm. went up. Going into Sunday, I was up eight and a half units. But then I put three and a half units on LSU's spread. And dipshit Yeesh. Brian Kelly.
2: Yeesh.
1: Yeah, killed me. But you can't bet on the
0: Noles. Can't Bayou Brian. You can
2: bet on Brian Kelly. But this week. How
0: are you going to feed your family, Sam, when you're betting on Bayou Brian? This week. You're not going to be able to. My lock of the week will be the Houston Cougars. The Houston. Plus, oh, Texas Tech, right? Plus three and a half. They're going to of, te- yeah. They're going to Jones. That's ATT one of stadium. many really good games wow. to watch. Wow. That is going to be a tough game That'll for Jamie fun.
1: McGuire, who was never coached at any collegiate football level. It'll be a tough, formidable opponent. Houston's coming off a thriller against the UTSA Roadrunners last week. I love the Roadrunners, one of my favorite teams in college football. Houston is good, good defense. Holgerson has had a couple of recruiting classes in now. Finally kind of got his guys, Clayton Toon's probably one of the best starters in the group of five, mm-hmm. besides like Grayson McCall. I'm going to go with Houston. I just think they're the better team, and I think this is really the only team standing in their way of getting back to a New Year's Six Bowl. Well, they didn't make one last year, but getting to a New Year's Six Bowl. For the first time in the Dana Holgerson era, so I think I think this is too big of a game for Houston tonight. Mm-hmm. And I've read about some people saying te- some sharp saying Texas Tech is the play here because after a thriller like they had last week against UTSA, it's hard to bounce back and cover. But I'm taking what I think is the better team as the underdog, and I don't really look at Texas Tech as a formidable home environment that will really phase an experienced team like Houston. They're drunk,
0: but there's just not that many but of
1: them. But I just don't think that, uh, an experienced team like Houston, it's nothing they haven't seen before. So I'm going to go with Houston to cover.
0: What's Houston to cover, yeah. Plus um, three and a half. Bob's lock of the week. Similarly, a team that is the underdog and I think will win the game outright. Um, Matt Campbell finally gets a win over Iowa. They're on, the, they, yeah, they're on the road. Four-point underdog against an Iowa team that almost didn't score against an FCS opponent last almost. week. Um, yeah, no, Brian, Brian Ferentz being promoted by his dad to OC over at Iowa is probably one of the worst coaching moves made in recent history. Um, and on, should be a fireable offense for Kirk, although I don't know who they'd hire at Iowa. But I think the nation will find out about Hunter Deckers, the new quarterback replacing 18 here, starter Brock Harris. Like, here is, like, here were his stats there. last and week. And I like Iowa State, again, when they don't have all the hype like they did last year. they got like, some good players on that roster. I like the Cyclones this year. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. they got good weapons. They've still have Xavier yeah. Hutchinson. They've got a couple
0: All-American. Yeah, yeah Xavier Hutchinson. One at the D- end, one at receiver. And then, again, Deckers, I think, is going to be pretty good for them. So, four-point underdog, I think they get the cover. Um, yeah,
2: Deckers last week, albeit against Southeast Missouri State. Mm-hmm. 25 of 31, 293, four touchdowns. Well, had a pick, but still.
0: Well, maybe an FCS opponent, but guess what? I was quarterback, also played an FCS Iowa's opponent. I was quarterback, also and played had FCS
2: opponent, and, had, and went 11 for 25, 109 yards in a pick.
0: Petrus. Stats and info. Will
2: Levins. Big stack guy. And um, this
1: running back, Jareel Brock, had 104 yards for a touchdown on 16 carries.
2: I like both of your picks. Struggle with this one a little bit um didn't love the board this week I'm tempted to go Baylor on the road but I could see BYU winning that game uh, BYU is minus three but I'm gonna go with um a favorite to cover and sorry Emery Jones oh, nice. I love you buddy but I think after last week Mike Gundy's he's not happy and they did, cover. they did They cover. Did they cover? They didn't less. cover. No. They almost covered. One of my picks. Well, they were covering until 21. they just kind of gave up in the fourth quarter. They were dominant over Central Michigan until they just stopped trying. Uh, I got Oklahoma State minus 12 and a half hmm. hosting Arizona State. Arizona State took the rails off of North Arizona last week. But I think Oklahoma State, I mean... I know, Lee, when you're not as high as them this year's last On year. I'm Arizona s- State or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma oh, State. Oh, Oklahoma State. I like them yeah. this oh, Interestingly, they actually went up from 12 to 11 in the rankings.
0: You know, I yeah, I said I, I don't think they'd finish ranked as high, but if they go back to more of their blueprint, high scoring, that they've been under under the Mike Gandhi era, that'd be a win because I like watching them. When Yes. You know, I, I want my Oklahoma State night games to be right. of the high scoring nature. Because if I wanted to watch... Defensive football, I could watch the SEC or the Big Ten. There you go. I mean, or yeah, Big Twelve or what, that's what it's there but, yeah. for, right? Stick um, to your brand, Gundy. But
2: yeah, no, I think twelve and a half, I mean it's just not a lot of points for they should they should dominate Arizona State. They're a much better football team. Um, I think they're going to be a lot more disciplined this week than they we were last week, especially late in the game. So I think because you had one of those situations where they didn't cover late because they stopped trying, that's going to make those players that come in late want to try more. So they should win this game by three touchdowns in my humble opinion. So give me Oklahoma State minus 12, and I have lock of the week.
0: All right. A little news. I was just on my phone. I saw a tweet. Blake Alderman reporting. Defensive tackle, John Walker, top 100 overall prospect, committed to UCF, will be visiting again. He was here last weekend. He's here again. Um, So that's big-time news, considering we've done done a really good job recruiting on the defensive line this cycle, but we could use... um, like an actual, a pure tackle or to a big guy to complete the cycle. Yeah, why so that is would he committed to that? UCF?
2: Why? Is he this, just from there? Was like, it a
0: spite commitment maybe? I don't know. I mean, you're wanting, um, I don't know, maybe wanting to stay close to home. Some kids want to be the big fish in a smaller pond, but UCF's that's one a huge battle struggle. that, like, you know, given the positional need, I think the staff will probably, like, really prioritize that. Right.
2: Right, I mean, I mean, this is one of I mean, this, he's got to be their top recruit, UCF, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think probably all time. Yeah, he's, top, he's the top 200. 100 overall kid. Yeah. I
0: doubt they've had. I don't think they have had one. Yeah. Um.
1: But there's a great slate of college football games this weekend.
0: Oh yeah, we I love week two every year. Week two, week you just said you hated it. Week, you just said you. No, hated I it. said I hated predicting week two. Okay. Because it's hard. But but guess what? I we're like going to make you do that week week right now? Okay.
1: And let's start with a great game. For group of five New Year's Six Bowls implications, UTSA versus Army. They're both 0-1, mm. but that is they a both fun game. Good, uh, you wait, hold on, hold on. You want, yeah. hold on.
2: You want to start Thursday? Is this a good game? Is this game, good game, Oh, not ther- Thursday? Tomorrow night. Today is Thursday. Not it's Thursday. Thursday. Tomorrow night. Ooh. Louisville at UCF.
0: Mm. I'm gonna go with the Knights. Louisville look like shit. That might be one of my win totals that might uh, I, yeah, I went over. Honestly, on that I, I think about I, bad I also about that one.
2: I really like UCF minus five and a half in this game. I mean, Louisville got walloped by Syracuse, which was a and surprise And UCF's offense
1: me. looked great. John Reese Plumley looked
2: great. Yeah, no, he. He's a good group of five it's Rice. Rice, John know. Rice Pumley. JRP. I don't know, I don't know. JRP, you're the,
1: you're the one that used to be a UCF fan.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he wasn't Shame. there when I was a fan
0: there. Shame,
2: yeah. Just to clear the air, I do have three siblings that went there, and was doubting my ability to get into UF. So I, I had to pick a team. Oh, late. Don't believe in yourself. And then I got into UF, and I am a Gator fan growing up. So I was like, okay, I don't care about UCF anymore. All
1: right, but UT, I'm picking UCF. Everyone picking UCF.
2: Yeah, yeah, minus life. minus,
1: uh,
0: minus five. We're picking against the spread, so minus that's five. That's not one half. of the games I thought we we're picking. All right, UTSA but, sure. Army. Sure,
1: I like the Roadrunners in this one to cover minus two and a half. <sighs> Frank Harris, one of the most fun
0: players going, in college you're, football. You're, you're going with deep cuts. Yeah, this is honestly, nice. I didn't, I didn't. Uh, sure. Honestly. Okay, give me the give me the Roadrunners. <laughs> Army. Pl- oh, road Army. Runners. Army. That's right. They played Coastal. That was one game I was sad I didn't get to watch. Was Army Coastal.
1: Dude, this is a fun college football game. This is not a deep cut.
0: No, I, you know, I just... It's unlikely that I watch. forgot about
1: it. Oh, casual. Because
0: I'll, I'll have In a, that couple, case, I'll a casual. couple screens, but I'll have Bama, Texas on one of them. All Probably right. South Carolina, Arkansas. I, maybe right, Wake Vandy. Game, maybe South, Wake Vandy on South South another South Carolina,
1: one. Arkansas. I'm going with the Hogs minus. Love eight.
0: this game. I, I'm a power
2: five and relevant group of five fan. I just, Beyond that... Army is relevant. I like, UTSA Army Army is, is relevant. relevant. UTSA is Jeff relevant. Jeff Naylor
1: has built a hell of a program. They're, a good,
2: they're good football teams. I'm just not going to be tuning in. What is it, noon? I'm sorry. This Bama, I'm just going to be watching Bama, Texas. Bama, I am, Texas
1: is not a good game.
2: I'm going to want to watch. I want to watch Keaton. That King idiot Edelman
1: S- took Texas plus 10 in our pool. <laughs> so I I have some intrigue. No, not plus 10, plus 21. 20, yeah. In our pool, so I have some intrigue. But otherwise, that game does not excite me at all. Mm. I'll pick that one right now. Alabama, alternative spread, minus 30.
0: Interesting. Yeah, well, I was looking at, I mean, thinking about that game a little bit. The last time Texas had a game like that. 2019 they played all-time great LSU team. They were tied or no, they were down they were well they were down a score and third and long you make one stop you get the ball back you go tied up. Joe Burrow hits Justin Jefferson for that long touchdown on third down and the rest was history. Was it the 52,
2: 52 42 game? Yeah. No.
0: no, no, I think 45 38, but that was the game that sparked, you know, um Wait, LSU-Texas? Yeah, 29. That was the game that sparked it for for LSU, and it was at Texas just like this one is. The difference in this game is that that LSU team didn't also have an all-time defense, an all-time pass rush. Alabama does. It's very hard to find a route for Texas to win this game. Very, like, extremely hard. To cover, Bijan Robinson's got to play like the Heisman candidate he is. I would argue the best college football running back since Saquon Barkley. Braylon Allen. <sighs> I love Braylon Allen. That's Big another game Braylon. we can talk about. Washington Big State, Braylon Wisconsin. Um, it'll be interesting. Like you get Texas in an obvious passing down in this game, and even though their wide receiver room is loaded, they're going to be screwed just given how good Bama is rushing yours. It's his first real college game, like playing a real opponent. They have a secondary is loaded, but they'll be able to score some. I think just. Bijan's going to take advantage of of you know the primetime noon slot and do some John Robinson things maybe some screen pass to the house cuz he's a good football player. I, I just I think Alabama's too but good. But I always. don't see a path for them to win maybe maybe covered but I don't know. like I don't know if Bama's going to Bama, Bama's I feel like going to take this one personal because of all the Texas hype. I think they're going to take this really personally.
1: I agree. So South Carolina Arkansas.
0: Yeah, also one more point Bama usually Spends whole with their off season preparing to absolutely annihilate the hopes and dreams of a poor non con opponent week one. This year they don't have the big game week one, they have it week two. So whatever we've seen Bama do to opponents in week one normally, it that's helped. what Texas is getting. Yes. They beat USC like what fifty two to three the one time. Yeah. Miami last I mean, year. They just pulverized somebody to start the year every year, and that's probably what's gonna happen. It was uh, Duke one year. You that know, was random. <laughs> I was listening to Pate. Okay, I'm going to steal something from Pate. Do you know <laughs> the last non-con opponent in the regular season to beat Alabama? <sighs> so, like, obviously Clemson doesn't count.
1: In the Regular season? Yeah.
0: Non-conference. It was a long time ago, but Saban was there. That's the hint.
2: Was It wasn't Texas. No,
0: it was not Texas.
2: Oh, this is...
0: That's a good
1: trivia question.
2: It is really
0: good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Non-conference?
0: It's been, I think he Was said, it week one? No, it, it, it wasn't a power five team. Oh. Uh, oh, they lost to someone when Saban first
1: got there. Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, his think, first season. I'm his trying first to think season. who it was. But
0: 07. I, I, oh,
1: they did lose to someone. Was it Hawaii?
0: No. They, I'll just say, because you you pretty much got it. UL Monroe. <laughs> That, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's really crazy. That's sab- I mean, can you imagine? That the, is absurd. Can you imagine the Alabama message boards? Like, this Nick Saban guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You don't lose to UL Monroe at Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> that's awkward. I don't care that it's year one. You don't lose to Monroe at Alabama. And frankly, if Billy loses to USF next week, we'd say the same thing. Yeah, you're right. That's crazy. How crazy is that, though? Yeah. Um, so it's Bama, amazing. Texas at noon.
1: South Carolina, Arkansas also at noon.
0: Yeah, South Carolina kind of looked like crap for a while.
1: I like the Hogs on this one. I just think Me they're a better team. Minus yeah, Reed. I think we're yeah, all taking eight. the Hogs.
0: Rattler had some impressive plays, some highlights, but their O line looked like crap. And that's in the SEC. Kansas that's a, State is an intriguing. <sighs> that is intriguing for. Yeah,
1: Tyron Hopper played great last week. I'm sure he did because he was like I the actually looked at his best stats. player on our defense he last had year.
0: Two tackles for loss, a sack, and an interception. <laughs> Can you imagine the difference that? Now I think we're going to be really good this season, but two guys who transferred: Hopper and Copeland. The difference in those position rooms that those well, Copeland's two getting buried at the Maryland. Dubs well, field. I think why he'd be our second best receiver well, though. I, I, so did and they Hopper transfer would transfer uh, easily be starting next to. Although maybe why did maybe he wouldn't him? have made the pick like Bernie did? So that's true. I'm just that Hopper that one stung. Mm-hmm. But Missouri, Kansas,
1: if you had to pick in this game, here's what it breaks down to for me: I think. Kansas State's offense kind of struggled to move the ball last week considering they have Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez two very mobile players. I'm going to take Missouri to cover, but I think Kansas State will mm-hmm. eke this one out at home, but I think Missouri is going to come in with a good game plan and they'll cover. I mean,
0: they won 34 to 0 and it was week 1, so maybe, you know, they weren't opening up the playbook too much. Um that one's again big for uh those win totals I rattled off next week because I picked Missouri on the under, Kansas State on the over. So this is one of those games that could swing both of those Yeah. if Missouri wins right. in the wrong direction for my picks. Um, I guess for the sake of that, I'll, I'll go with Kansas State to win that game at home. Um, Spread. I am pretty confident on, what's the spread, 5.5 on that? 7.5. 7.5. No, Missouri will cover. Yeah. Kansas State's not beating any SEC team other than Vandy by more than a touchdown.
1: Speaking of Vandy... They have a
0: big game. This oh, I didn't, yeah. what, you oh. keep
2: skipping me.
1: I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep, I keep, yeah. I'm just getting skipped uh, out here.
2: What is this? Uh, am, I not, am I not a WBD member? No. Where were you last week, buddy? <laughs> I got Kansas State to win Missouri to cover. Okay, so not, you didn't learn anything now. But I just want to make my yeah, pick.
1: Maybe I should
2: have skipped you. Wake
0: <laughs> Vandy, the return
2: of <laughs> Maybe, maybe I should go first. The, so yeah. then you don't, so All know, right, yeah. go first then. Yeah. All right. I'm just trying to move things along. Wake Forest at Vandy. Vandy plus 13 and a half. Give me that split. Give um, me Mike Wright. Um, I'm going to say Wake Forest 31, Vanderbilt 24. No, Wake Forest 34, Vanderbilt 24. Yeah. But vanity
0: covers. I'm not going to pretend like I have any knowledge that, On honestly. I mean, I just Wake will be. I mean, Sam Hartman's returning from his blood clot. Thank goodness that he's back for them. Um, yeah. That was another one I went under on Wake Forest win total. They made it seem like Hartman was going to be out for an extended period of time. He's not. Wake Forest will probably get to seven wins Shit, now. Shit, the Vandy yeah. defense um, is really bad. Obviously, I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm, yeah. Vandy, the one interesting point I want to make on Vandy, their win total was two and a half, right? Even if they lose this week, oh, they, they played a week to Elon, zero game. Geez. They played a week zero game, so they're 2-0. and oh. They need one more win to hit the over on their win total. And even if they lose to Wake, they have one more chance before probably going 0-8 in the SEC. Next week at Northern Illinois, that could be the win totals special
1: This guy Mike Wright is a game. That's
0: gonna be a huge game for people who bet the Vanderbilt win. Mike total.
1: Wright went eighteen of twenty nine last week for two hundred and forty five yards and four touchdowns.
0: No, yeah, no. defense He's is mobile. dog shit. He's
1: I think this will be a shootout.
2: Yeah, on the year. On the year, Mike Wright, thirty one of 50, 391, ninety one, six touchdowns. On the year, two games.
0: Yeah, he's playing well, and Wake Forest's defense was And, oh my goodness, here. and 247 yards on the ground and four
2: touchdowns. He's 10 touchdowns total, two games. Well, it's a good football player.
0: I mean, should. It's good football player. not a good team, but.
2: Good football player. No, you know what? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. It's going to be so close with the spread here. Wake Forest is going to score a lot of points. Yeah. So and okay. Vandy will score a lot of points also. I'm glad Vandy has a pulse What's now? the over in this game? Yeah, me too. What's the over this in this This Vandy
1: game? team would have beat us last year. That's a hot take. Right. But if they <laughs> I got don't us like like
0: like the week that we lost to South Carolina, they yeah, This have. guy, Mike yeah. Wright, would have been a headache for oh Grantham's defense. Yeah, he's, he, is he, he is good. He's going to transfer at the end of this year, but he he's really Maybe good. Maybe he'll be our starter next season. <laughs> I was talking
1: about that with my friend Cam Parker yesterday.
2: <laughs> Love Cam Parker. I don't like the Vandy spread anymore. I don't wow, like anything in this game. crazy to think about. What?
0: I don't even want to get into it, but next year's starting quarterback. It's not going to be Jack Miller. I don't, don't want to like think about it. You it's know what It's got to be someone with the ability to run. Yeah.
2: No, but no, wait, wait, wait. I, I like the over in that game. That's it. 65.
0: I didn't even skip you that
2: time. <laughs> what do you mean? I started.
1: Exactly. I didn't skip you.
2: Right, but I just, I changed my mind. Over 65. Let's keep it rolling.
1: Tennessee, Pittsburgh, that gross team up north. I like the Panthers plus six.
0: My, uh, what's his name? Pat Narduzzi is such an asshole.
1: That guy. Such an asshole, but... <laughs> Dude, they had, like, Heinz <laughs> Field. He is why varsity.
0: people don't like college football coaches. I mean, he, they, they had, I mean, the only year that he won more than eight games was last year at Pitt with an all-time great uh, Pitt quarterback, the second-best quarterback in program history, aside from Dan Marino, obviously, and Kenny Pickett. What did Narduzzi have to say about it over the offseason? He threw his ex-coordinator Mark Whipple under the bus and said, well, you know, I really thought we should have run the ball more last year. Like, Pat, you you had your best season in history because you had Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison throwing the ball. What an asshole. They ran the ball week one. They were able to move the ball pretty well, but honestly they only won because of self-inflicted wounds on the West Virginia side. West Virginia, that offensive line, they struggled to block Pitt, but JT Daniels was carving them up a bit. He was, and he and they had him late. Hedon, they had him late. Heaton will be, able, yeah, they did. Hedon We're win will be that able, game. able to
1: get them in the passing game. But I really do like this pit offensive line, and I don't think Tennessee's built that well in the trenches. I, I, just think, I don't know. I'm also, let's let's put this out there that I will always pick Tennessee to lose. I yeah. do not take them seriously as a program. Tennessee fans, if you somehow listen to this in preparation to the Tennessee game. Come find me. I do not have an ounce of respect in any part of my body for your football team. And Mm -hmm. in terms of your relevance to the national landscape of college football since the year 2000, I will argue with any of you. I know about your team. I will argue with any of you that I think Josh Heupel is overrated. That I think it's a very bland offense that could be figured out by the best defensive coordinators on the planet yeah. in the SEC. No,
0: seriously, yeah, the whole like,
1: which I think Pitt has one of the better defenses in college football.
0: They do. Their defensive line. Looks oh man, Elijah really, Cansey is really Cansey, good. Cansey, but uh, Baldonado. Yeah. Player.
1: I'm going with Pittsburgh in this game. I think they'll win. They're at home. Tennessee just screams a seven and five, six and six team that's still averaging like 35 points a game, but also giving up. <laughs> 30 points. Yeah,
0: because I wasn't so impressed with them last week, I don't think Pitt wins. I think Karma's going to come back and bite them. Um, they will try to slow the game down, which sets up for a cover, though, I think. But yeah, Pitt won on the road last year. Tennessee really close. I think it was three. Probably similar this week because Tennessee, of course, has to set themselves up to be undefeated to have their hearts broken in the Florida game, right? So, exactly. I think three-point Tennessee win. Um one more thing on the Pitt-West Virginia game. Probably the most fireable offense you saw week one from any coach. Neil Brown for West Virginia. Hey, were you guys watching that game? Of course. Of course. Neil Br- West Virginia was up by a touchdown, fourth in inches in Pitt territory. Yep. I was screaming at the TV for Neil Brown to go for it. What does he do? He punts Pitt, marches down the field, ties it up. Yeah, as
1: yep. a West Virginia money line and spread
0: better. It was bittersweet.
2: Yeah, it was tough. It he, was tough. Uh,
0: that, well, I mean, he was already sort of on the hot seat, and now you see what that was. Now, Big Will, just what is your oh, what so is bad. your
1: pick for this game?
2: Well, I'm not going to stray you differently from you two. I think I like Pitt plus six. I like Tennessee outright, okay? Three, four-point win. I'll give Tennessee 34, Pitt 30. Okay, I agree with Lehman. I wasn't too impressed with Pitt, especially defensively. I think Keaton's going to have a good game, um, and I think – both of you
0: echo both of, of both of what you said. Kedon played pretty well. I was impressed. Washington. No, no, so I'm like, saying I wasn't
2: impressed with Pitt. It's going to be a good game for Kedon. So I'm saying.
0: Yeah. W- Washington. Oh, I thought you said Kedon.
2: No, not Slovis. Kedon, Hooker.
0: And Kedon, probably.
2: Kedon and Kedon. They'll both have good games. It'll be a shootout, I think. Yes.
1: Uh, Washington State, Wisconsin. The spread on this game is 17 and <laughs> a half. Cam Ward's one of the more intriguing names in college football. But... I gotta go with Wisconsin, who I think mm-hmm. arguably has the best defense mm-hmm. in the country. Well, one of the best defenses in the country. And in my opinion, one of the best players in the country in Braylon Allen. Yeah. I think Wisconsin, I don't know if they'll cover. That's a lot of points. I'll probably just not touch this game, but
0: I might tune into this one because I want to watch oh, Braylon yeah. Allen. Big Will, you want to go second so you're not last this time? Yeah, I mean, Braylon Jesus Allen is just at
2: this point. I mean, he's almost my C T V. This guy's a good it's, he's a good running back. Um And
0: he's I, eighteen I see now. He can vote.
2: Wow, Braylon
1: Good. Allen in is the mid eighteen mid-team. is becoming the new like Anthony Davis is only like however many years older. Like
0: <laughs> Mbappe is nineteen. Yeah, remember Br- when Mbappe Braylon was nineteen? Braylon Allen is eighteen. He's eighteen now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <sighs> no, I think uh, Wisconsin um, wins the football game. Seventeen's uh, a lot. I think if they cover, they, they just they can't give a point that they want to cover. So probably win like 24-3. Washington three. State did
0: not look very good in their wins. Yeah, so. no, they only beat Idaho by seven. But that is one of the more heated rivalries that no one knows about is Washington State-Idaho. Those <laughs> really? campuses are 10 miles apart. What? They're both on the borders I, of their respective states. I did not know, that. I did that, not know that. Well, some of the random. I mean,
1: Ken Ward played well.
0: I don't know why I know that. But, yeah, Moscow, Idaho, and Pullman, Washington, two of the more. Oh,
1: and you know what? This is actually kind of interesting, too. Nakia Watson, Washington State's starting running back is a Wisconsin transfer. Hmm. Yeah. Got beat out by Braylon.
0: Nikia Watson oh. revenge spot. You know what?
1: Put that on your radar. Tune into that one. That yeah. one could be a fun game.
0: I was going to say I'll be at Swamp probably with Kyle Lehman. He's coming up for the game. Not pulling up to the pie. Oh, uh, you know we have I'll a TV. By. You know we have a TV at the pie now. right? Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I want. I, I like multiple games though. There's a TV. Like that. Look at there's how many it, good. The, the amount of intriguing three thirty games.
2: There's a TV at the pie, and there football. is, and there is. YouTube TV on the pie, and it's my account on YouTube TV. Tennessee Nobody Pitt. would step up to the plate. Yeah. So Washington
0: think. State-Wisco is was one of those games that when I was scanning the schedule a couple months ago, I was like, wow, there's so many fun non-conference games. Who would have thought Washington State and Wisconsin would play each other? For- yeah, it is.
2: Okay, no, this is insane. I did not. This is crazy. It's a nine-minute drive. Yeah. From Idaho to Washington State's game. Nine-minute yeah. drive. Yeah. Six miles.
0: They're bitter rivals, those two. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Virginia.
1: I wouldn't put too much stock into that
0: They they won Virginia and
1: Illinois is an intriguing matchup Two exciting offenses The running back for Illinois, Chase Brown Has been one of the best running backs in the country thus far Virginia, of course, returns that aerial attack Of Brandon Armstrong, Dontavian Wicks Virginia is a four-point dog on the road here But I'm going to go with Virginia I like that Mm high-octane offense I do think Illinois is going to try and play their brand of football With Tommy DeVito and Chase Brown Try to wear them out on the ground But I kind of like the Cavaliers in this one. I just think you said it's four and a half,
0: just four. This is interesting because this is like the clash of styles game of the week. Virginia crushed Illinois last season. They killed them. Virginia is the underdog because they lost their entire offensive line, breaking in a new coach. Um. Illinois, like yeah, like you said, I really like them coming into this year to go over their four-and-a-half win total. They lost close to a good passing attack in Indiana last week. Connor Baselak, Indiana, maybe making a little bit of a rebound this season. But Chase Brown is one of the best running backs in the country, and he will be on fantasy rosters a year from now. Oh, 100%. Illinois Chase Brown. That's, a, again, just another one of those 330-slot games that I'll try to have on one screen. Um, That's another one where... That's tough to choose one to cover because Illinois, like they showed, tr- you know, they had trouble defending a good passing attack last week and Arm- Armstrong is going to do things that, you know, off schedule, like he's going to do some special things uh, again with, you know, Wicks, uh, what's his name? Thompson, the one of their, one of Virginia's top receivers, Thompson, he Johnson, was Dan Johnson. Mullen's quarterback at yeah, Mississippi state. That. That's like the craziest random stat of the day. There you go. Um, I'll take Virginia to cover, though, four. That, that one will be really close or go Virginia's way.
2: All right, big will.
0: That'll be a good football game, though, for real. I mean, this is I – mean, Virginia, it's Illinois. It's Illinois. Crazy home environment there in Champaign. <laughs> Not
2: this game is just like – I just don't know enough about either one of these teams to really give a And realistic. that
0: sometimes – sometimes that's fine. We'll help you. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take. Ooh, I'm gonna take Illinois to cover minus four. All right,
0: at home, bounce back spot 27-17 yeah, yeah, You know been-
1: what? Let's do some rapid fire picks here. Yeah, We've still got a lot of games to go through. Iowa State, Iowa, Big Will. or well, let me
2: find the spread on this one. One second, sorry. Spread is three and a half. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Lehman here. Iowa State outright, outright,
1: outright. With me too. I like it. Hunter Decker. Remember the name. Yes. I already told you guys what I'm picking in this one. But Houston, Texas Tech.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Houston plus three and a half, outright.
0: Lehman. Um, you know that's interesting because Texas Tech, Houston had a close call week one. Texas Tech. I don't know everything. I honestly, I will admit, I forgot who they played. Okay, Murray State, sixty-three to ten. Week one. Um, who did they? Uh, let me check. They had a quarterback battle going Tyler, on. Tyler they went with. No, they went with uh, Don, um, Donovan Smith. Yeah, he he was there last year. He played pretty well. That was a question mark who was going to start for them. Uh, like, I'll be honest. This, it, I like Joey McGuire. I'm a big fan of his and the culture he's building. Sometimes Vegas is telling you something when you see a line that's a little surprising. So I'm going to trust them. I'll go Texas Tech at home. It's, Interesting, so, I, you know, it's
2: it's a good way to think about it. It's a good way to think about it. I like.
1: Sometimes that. they're trying to tell you something. USC Stanford. I like USC to win this one. I don't know about the points. It's a lot of points, but
0: <laughs> USC big. USC big with our USC football. Where is it? I don't know. USC I ju- I don't it's believe in, in the building. building.
1: I don't believe in their defense. I think Stanford might pose a problem, especially because Stanford's at home.
0: Lincoln but, Riley State. I Michigan. do think USC will win. Yeah.
1: Tanner McKee is a good
0: quarterback. I'll go USC to win, and you said it was a single digit spread. In half. Yeah. I... Yeah. I think they win by double digits. They even even if they give up a lot of points, I think blow for blow like Stanford's not going to be able to make more than one or two stops, honestly. I'm That'll gonna... be a good like NFL draft uh quarterback game to watch though. With McKee, he's a name that not too many college football fans really are like too fond like too tuned in on. Not many on, college football but fans NFL are... draft people are. Yeah,
1: Not too many college football fans were tuned in with Davis Mills. He's going to be a starting quarterback on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. That's good point.
2: Just, uh, yeah, no, I like I like USC. That's a good point. To cover minus eight.
1: All right, and maybe the best game of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Not till 10-15 oh, yeah. on Saturday night. Dave Aranda and the boys are going to Provo to play BYU. I like Baylor in this one.
0: Thank goodness that game's not until 10-15. Because I would hate to not get to watch this one.
1: Blake Shapin's yeah. awesome.
0: Blake Shapen's really good. He is. Um, that's tough what you said. It was BYU's favored by a field goal. Yeah. So that's essentially, yeah, I mean, this, in my opinion, is a very evenly matched football game. And very evenly The people matched. who set the lines agree because three-point home favorite, essentially those are two even yeah, teams. Right. right. Uh, that's tough because I think BYU is going to pop someone. They're going to upset a Power 5 team this year.
1: Right. I just don't know if it's a random. They thing. get
0: Baylor and Arkansas at home in Provo. They'll beat one of them. I don't think it'll come yet. I'm going to Baylor outright. Preseason predictions: I had Baylor lose in this game.
2: Mm. I Had BYU, but I had Arkansas beating BYU. So I'm going to flip it with you. I'm going to take BYU. I, I so close because I don't even like I don't even like three. I just like outright, and three feels like because they can win by one, two, or three. Yeah. So I, I almost want to take Baylor plus three, but BYU outright in mm-hmm. just oh, like I a one-point game.
0: I think Arkansas is a better team probably than Baylor, but Arkansas is going to go into Provo coming and off of a crazy even, schedule. We out. didn't
1: even name all the games. I mean, we Oregon State, Fresno State, Mississippi State, Arizona, but we've been going on for a while here, so I don't imagine we want to sit here for much longer predicting those. Any parting thoughts?
2: <sighs> Let's get ready to roll, boys. We got Saturday night football, and then Sunday it all begins, the National Football League. Oh, man.
0: My life is great. Yeah. I College know. football. <laughs> oh, Sunday's going to be NFL. Awesome. That's cool too. I get to hang out and watch NFL on Sundays. Just but having football a game day for 48 hours. in the swamp every week, like wow, my life—it's it's just so. I much will fun. be, uh, of
2: course, I'll be in the press box Saturday night. I'll also be in the press box Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium for Dolphins Patriots. Big
1: J journalist William ends yep. up, ends up, and go Gators. Ends up, go Gators. Let's pack the swamp. Let's get two and zero, oh, baby.
0: I don't have anything orange to wear. I'll figure that out. All I, right. I have a hog town. I to figure something yeah. out. Oh, are we all wearing orange? Well, they said yeah, we're orange because Kentucky's blue, blue, blue but, but blue. I have one polo. No. I'm not going to buy another polo. And it's blue, of course. Everyone's polo is blue. So, yeah, I I you will. Know. Well, yeah, I'll probably
2: be wearing a blue polo, honestly. Yeah, maybe I'll get an orange sock. Uh, orange it might socks. Be the maybe. We lose. I don't know. Might be. We'll yeah. have to see Saturday Night Football fly from the one Back Gun Studio. Goodbye. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Well, Love sorry, you guys. No? No. <laughs> Love you guys. I don't. Thank you for listening to the Won't Back Down podcast with Will Levinson, Sam Patosa and Jake Lehman, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network.